Backing up from this horror scene, I whip around to face my enemy, hands outstretched, ready to unleash all of my honed void power upon the twisted mind behind it all. But instead, looking back at me is a small child. It takes me a couple of seconds to realize it's Fen, my sister Denise's child. And he looks me up and down and stifles a giggle. I'm not quite as intimidating in my luxury pajamas. My face softens and I lower my arms. I only ever learned the alphabet, and I point at myself and spell out F-R-Y-D-A. He nods vigorously, comes forward, and gives me a hug. I had almost forgotten what it was like to receive a hug like that. I lose track of who either of us are, and for a moment I'm just like channeling pure maternal energy. I love this person, and I want to keep them safe and give them everything. After a bit, though, I pull back and point. You realize this is an absolutely terrifying display, right, Sven? Sven looks at me confused. I look at him confused, and I look around the shop again. It's the same space. Nothing's changed, but I slowly come to the realization now that What I initially saw as claw marks on the floor are actually just scratches from display shelves being pushed out of the way. And what I took as symbols written in blood are just an outline made with oil markers. And the dolls, well, are just that. It's really not sinister at all, given the context. As I'm looking around, I say, I mean... I guess it's fine. I just didn't understand it. Could you explain it to me? Sven springs into action, like resetting the board that is the floor, then walks me through this game, pushing me and moving pieces, pointing at spaces, drawing new lines. I do start to catch on, and eventually, by what is clearly the end of the game, it seems apparent we have lost. But if you hadn't been paying attention, you wouldn't know it by the look on Sven's face. He is just straight up beaming. It's so pure. It's clear he's just so happy to have someone to play with. I laugh and grasp my fist in front of me and declare, We may have lost the battle, but they have not won the war. He smiles. This is a great game. We high five. As Sven goes about resetting the board again, I gently ask, Hey, Sven, so where is your mom? His mood completely changes, as if I just wiped all of his joy away. Deflated, sad, nothing. I walk up to him, pull him close, ruffle his hair, change the subject. Hey, don't worry about it. We'll catch up with her later, huh? What else can you show me around here? Sven and I spend the entire day together. We always got along well, but something about this time is different. It feels like we both really need each other. I show him my flamethrower. He goes absolutely bananas. I show him all the fun bits to flip back and forth. He wants to open up and smell every single perfume bottle on the bandolier. He basically pleads with me with his eyes to be able to use it and leads me to an empty waiting pool clearly to do some free flaming. 
He wants to wear the whole thing, the whole way there, even though the bandolier goes to his knees and he can barely walk with how it all weighs him down. It's very cute. Once we're there and he flips it on, he falls straight back on his butt. I feel like an idiot. I quickly gather it all from him, help him up, dust him off and say, you know what, Sven, how about let's you and me make you one of your own of these. We spend the rest of the afternoon and evening scavenging and tinkering until we have a perfectly Sven-sized flamethrower. The whole time, he is such a good little helper, almost like he's used to assisting a mad scientist. I always thought of Denise as pretty heckin' wild. If you took the time to think about it, it was clear Wolfram had a type. Not to toot my own horn or anything here, but all the wives were clearly headstrong, independent leader types. Idea being this was the recipe for a conduit offspring. So Denise definitely fit the bill, and also was always the other one down to get real nerdy. We'd always have such great and frankly weird conversations. I'd learned something from her, and that was the best part. She liked that I could keep up with her, and I'd entertain her ideas, get just as excited about them. The only times we would really butt heads were on philosophical matters, like our place in the world, our role in Wolfram's reign. For instance, we both agreed the Athar were problematic, but there's no room for empathy in all her projections. And so, yeah, I know she's really aloof, like I couldn't imagine being her child. You just kind of have to figure shit out on your own. By nighttime, I've mentioned Todd a few times, but he still hasn't come around. Sven and I are both falling out, and I realize neither of us have had anything to eat or drink all day, both so focused on our creation. But I'm the heckin' adult here. I feel terrible. Like, fuck, Frida. Have you seriously forgotten already how to be a mother? Eventually, we find a mephit who brings us each a humble charcuterie board. And I decide it's time to broach the subject again. So, Sven, don't you think your mom might be missing you? Don't you usually eat dinner together? He shakes his head no. Oh, well, you saw her today, though, right? He shakes his head again. Yesterday, then? No again. Surely in the past week, at least. He starts pushing around his food on the tray and shakes his head again. This is breaking my fucking heart. Well, I say, she does have a lot going on, doesn't she? I stand up. You know what? No. This is ridiculous. Sven, finish my cheese. I'm going to go have a talk with your mother. Just screamed just for fun, and I didn't for you, Austin. Does that sound fun? 
Uh, it would have been fun for me, but you would not have enjoyed it with your ear. <laughs> That's true. Speaking of my ears, have you all listened to the new system of down tracks? They slap. Yeah, that band has really? always slapped. That that band continues to slap. That's good to know. I found out that uh, one album is not good to listen to while working the store. Uh, they it, talk about it, wieners it, a lot very loudly. Is it loudly. mesmerized and is it because of Cigarro? Cigarro. <laughs> My cock is much bigger than yours. Yeah, I was like, hmm. I, I suppose this is not the best song to play into a mall where there could be children yeah. walking pa- nearby. Perhaps stick to the perhaps stick to the albums that have lots of songs about how you shouldn't respect authority or the government and they do many crimes. Stick to no those. one can stop me for that. Yeah, you you. In fact. I encourage you to Nobody teach that to me, children. But I had my uh, shit plot hooked up when I worked at Subway, and uh, "Fuck You" by Lily Allen came on. I was making people sandwiches. <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, Chris, nobody knows." Chris, Chris, sweet Chris, me. Nobody's going to a mall anymore. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Damn, you can't see it, but I'm staring into the middle distance. <laughs> Uh, All right, so last we left this adventure, the wolf pack had climbed the Absinthia Hotel in the resort, uh, braving all kinds of dangerous uh, encounters and skipping most of them. You were very cool. You're very cool. Uh, So literally the last thing that happened was you got to the sixth floor, found Sven's old room, found a model of the universe, and Lola Crit to understand it. So now you have this perfect, correct understanding of the the world situation which is once upon a time there was a great tree the world tree the great ash yggdrasil uh and it got sick and died and all the worlds which were held in its branches were stored in the rotten trunk of the dead tree and that's where everyone lives now in dice funk except for the gray an alternate kind of dimension where the souls of the the dead reside although none of you understand that only clear does um but Lola, you have like basically a hundred percent understanding of those events. I would say I'd go even further and kind of add that you intuit Ooh. that what saved all those worlds and put them in the trunk was like the last generation of gods, the the, the old conduits, let's say, before the conduit rules changed. Um, Oh, that's cool. I'm glad that that full understanding of what happened, the full and complete 100% understanding of what happened, was just that the tree just got sick. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yep. Just, just tree got sick. It's a tube. <laughs> as, far, as far as anyone knows, that was just the end of the life cycle of that tree. No one poisoned it as an act of yep. uh, rebalancing the cosmic scales and then escaped from the universe so that they didn't suffer any consequences. Cool. I, 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 I like to imagine that somewhere on this like diagram of the t- tree stump is there's just very far away from it in a corner of the room just one little very tiny model of a gnome playing video games. <laughs> yeah. Long-time listeners will know that there is one more thing outside of the tree stump floating in the ether, but <laughs> that will never come into play again in the history of this show. It's just something you could think about if it brings you joy. It's a little gamer gnome off in the corner somewhere. Um, so now that the party has what they need to solve the Mephit's riddle, uh, you can also go back to Sven. You have a rat hog. 
uh, for him to enjoy. Uh, you can go see what's on the seventh floor. You can go back down to the fifth floor and try to get the axe baloney, but you will roll initiative against the monster down there. Mm-hmm. Or you can just say, we leave the hotel. There's like so many options and I had to prepare for all of them because that's my job. Is, is there no option where like I do a nice stealth roll and get the axe baloney with like zero conflict? That's not on the table. No. I think that it would make me a pretty poor artist if there were literally no consequences to anything and losing an item was as simple as saying I get it back. So Well we could do it just like the the ending to the movie Clue, where we do all of them <laughs> and then pick the one we like best. <laughs> yeah, so Vindros turns to the camera and goes, I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. God damn it, I was about you fuck. <laughs> That is how this needs to end, please, Laura. Or the flames. (laughs) Okay, so I vote that we bring Sven the rat hog, because I don't want to fight anything with the rat hog, and I know what the methods are up to. So we make rat hog stop, and then we go talk to the jerk bats. They're like big jerky bats. I'm I'm willing to back down from from any notions of going to get the axe baloney back purely because spiritual weapon allows me to just summon form the ghost of the axe baloney i can be like ah oh, you live on with me in spirit and that's that's enough that i'll be fine that's a ghost weapon is much cooler yeah it is it is the spirit of the axe baloney once known it's got killed by whatever is on that floor yeah i'm all for just dropping off the rat hog and not fucking around with what's downstairs. So yeah. I agree with all of you on all of this, but at the end of this arc, there is going to be just like a cutaway scene of Vindras having to be dragged away from the park, being like, but I want the, I want the axe. <laughs> just... Someday a character will be very thankful because they will find the legendary artifact of the axe baloney and they will wield it as their signature weapon and then we'll all think back fondly on this moment and smile. But for now, it's very sad. <laughs> you sound thrilled. <laughs> you sound pleased as punch. Vindras is already imagining the um the the piece of art she will draw commemorating this very sad loss. Nice. All right. So if there are no objections, the party just leaves the hotel. Yeah. Dear God, yes. I love animals, but there's I don't like it here. Yep. Okay. So the wolf pack leaves the hotel. Um, they have this rat hog. It's very cute. They have an understanding of the universe, and they go back to the gift shop. Uh, Sven is in there. He's still playing a game. Um, I'm trying to think what might be a fun game for him to play. If he's anything like me, this is a true story, he may have invented 32 fictional sports teams and then created divisions and conferences for them to play out simulated leagues. Oh, wow. Uh, just because I enjoy the math of that. Did you really? Yes, I really did that. Oh, wow. <laughs> listen, listen, no, I wrote fake musicals with my little brother. You're fine. No, I mean, that's both pretty embarrassing. We're both embarrassed, <laughs> We're both embarrassing. It's great. Uh-huh. So you, you you go in there and you see Sven's writing up the stats for the latest uh, rally ball match between the Ilium Hydras and the Valentine Tigers. <laughs> and uh, Okay, okay. Uh, is there like a is there like a loose skate a loose skate around i want to put the rat hog like on wheels and like wheel it over to him oh like a roller skate and you yeah put like a, a roller fl- skate <laughs> and you just zoom him into the room <laughs> yeah 
yeah, surprise, you have a rat hog. Yeah, I do like that as like an opening to the scene as he's on the floor, just like, all right, so two runs in the second inning in his mind, obviously, he's nonverbal, but he's just thinking like, I think it was a pretty good week for the Tigers. And suddenly you just hear rolling noises as the rat hog just scoots into the room on this, this skate. Hey there, little partner. Um, I think Sven like crawls over to the rat hog and um do you give do you give him any snacks to interact with? Yeah, because we made a bunch of snacks. He gets all those rat snacks, rat hog snacks, hog rat. Rat snacks. Rat rat just I can't mess it up now. There's too many rats and hogs involved. <laughs> this is really your kind of favorite thing. <laughs> it really is though. Oh yeah, no, I don't know. Here's the treats, he likes them. Pet him. He likes it, I think. Rats are actually surprisingly good pets. I don't they're think we've really talked about smart. this recently, Lauren, but you've had rats in the past, and they're, like, really chill and cool and nice. Yeah, my mom still has a lot. So, yeah, they're really, they're really smart and loving, and they have personalities. Same with hedgehogs. Hedgehogs are more antisocial. But then once, if they bond with you, whole oh, buddy, do they love you. Uh, so Sven starts playing with the, the rat hog uh, as the rest of the party kind of follows into the gift shop. Uh, this is your, he's yours name. I didn't give him a name because, you know, it's not my hog. Probably hiding from your mom because I got it from her hotel. But, uh, here's, here's some snacks. He has a little skate. He can, you can tie like a string to him and walk him around. Uh, Sven signs to Bramwell. Pickle. Yes. Uh, Bramwell was signed back. Great name. It's a very good name. <laughs> Uh, Sven nods like it w- he wasn't really asking it was just like everyone's everyone's in agreement it was there's no room for dissent <laughs> the animal's name is Pickle okay very well if you could help me translate or negotiate not negotiate but ask questions uh, duh, if uh, we answer the Muffet's riddle do you think that's like fine or do you think they're gonna still pull some shit cause they seem like they've got some shit going on Okay, so Bramwell, you translate the question for Sven, who signs back. The the Mephits are jerks, but they don't have any reason not to to take you to my mom. If if my mom has a problem with you, she'll take care of you herself. She doesn't need them. Is she nice? Is she a nice lady? Uh, Sven takes way longer to answer that than you would think someone would take for Uh-oh. that question. Uh oh. And says, she's very smart. Okay, that sounds like she's not nice. Then. You, if yeah, you say that, and he says, honestly, I haven't seen her recently or very often. So, well, now you got pickle. <laughs> uh huh. He he's all right, he's laying on his back on the floor. He has pickle on his like chest, and he's like scratching his chin. Hell yeah! All right. Well, stay in school. <laughs> don't do drugs uh eat your milk so what's the one location we haven't been to yet recreation there are two recreation where you believe the halflings are uh and Which then scary and then there's the shard in the middle of the bay where denise is although you would need to like i've said this before i'll say it again nothing's preventing you from going to the shard yeah. it's just that the methods have told you that there's a secret to getting to the queen that they can tell you. But you can just say, we got, we walked to the shard, then, then you will do that. Yeah. The the thing with the halflings was, there's a potential boss fight over there, but also, um, 
potentially we could get back some equipment that had been stolen. That was the trade-off. Yep, and uh, Effort told you the secret to winning that boss fight and also asked you to uh, save her friend, Worry, who has fallen in with them. Well, I, I think I think we sh- if we're going to go to the Shard, we should go answer the Muffet's riddle because it's best to go in, you know, with as much knowledge as possible, right? It's a Shard of another world or whatever, right? So, I mean... I, I mean, we, we need to... It seems like there's two fights we're going to have to have at some point. We might as well go have one of them. I don't think it matters which we have first. I don't think we're going to wind up fighting with the Mephits. Yeah. And the Mephits are fine. I feel like somewhere along that line, there will be a fight probably to do with that. Is this because I tweeted about the five boss fights I have prepared? It might be because you tweeted about there being five boss fights prepared. Wait, I didn't see that tweet, you fuck. I mean, one was the monster in, in the hotel, which you chose not to fight, so that's yeah, one Yeah, that down. still leaves four boss fights. One's over with clear. I mean, come on, I'm not that mean. Oh, I have a boss fight? God fucking damn it. I mean, technically you always do because you're in both scenes, you're in both parts of the... You all resent <laughs> playing D&D so much. <laughs> Let's go see the let's go see the methods. <laughs> let's go bother these baddie boys. Uh I want to as we're about to leave, I just want to uh stop and talk to Sven real quick and just le- uh just let him know uh should you run into any issues in the future when any person comes to try to do anything to you Try to find me, and I will do everything in my power to help you. Sabrina's mom said something similar, and that didn't work out very well. It's going to be fine for us, though. We're, we're protagonists. It's going to be fine for us. Bramble <laughs> will just sign back, I swear upon my life. Yeah, Austin's not going to kill off the entire cast. We've not hit episode 38 yet. We're fine. <laughs> Uh, long-time listeners will know I will absolutely kill these characters. Oh, you will, but, like, not all of us at once. You wouldn't do a full party wipe at once before we're in the late 30s. We're probably alright. I feel like you're just egging him on to do it I now, am though. egging him on to do it now. Do it, you coward. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. <laughs> Let's go see the methods. <laughs> alright, it's method time. Uh, so you walk into... <laughs> The Crab Shack. I'm sorry, uh, it sounds like it's morphin time. I had the same thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's just these people turning into Muffets. Uh, there's three types of Muffets in here. Lightning, Mineral, and Steam. They're being very What color rowdy. are their Sentai outfits? What, Lauren? What color are their Sentai outfits? Uh, they're all wearing big... Uh, they're all wearing like nautically themed bibs. Oh, they all have like, like babies. There's a crab shack. <laughs> yeah, they all have a giant like crab claw crackers, and they're just like cracking them open and sucking the meat out. And they're cackling wildly, like shooting lightning at each other, uh, just making a big buttery mess. Living, living the fucking dream, right? Yeah, and so you, once you walk in the up in the up in the shack, you just hear them immediately yelling in primordial, like, "Look who's back!" It's the idiots. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got an answer to your riddle. I think so. At first, they can't even hear you at first over the, sh- the sound of their yelling insults. Oh, I so thought like, that was going to be over the sound of their little crab slurping. Yeah, the, the slurping, the cracking, and the yelling. They're like, you can't have any. I already ate all the sauce. You just... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like a, it's a tube. It used to be a tree. Now it's a tree full of worlds, that, but there's no top of it because it's dead. So it's like a tree trunk. Okay, so you don't you don't even like uh, try to quiet them down or anything. You just keep like quietly and evenly toned expl- explaining what the situation is. Uh, speaking from personal experience, as somebody who gets interrupted a lot, that's kind of the only thing that ever works. It's just repeating yourself in a just calm keep tone. Going, yes. Okay. I know. Just, I kind of like that. Just keep talking, and eventually they'll shut up and listen. Okay, so yeah, so they're shouting like. Mm! buttery goodness oh look at these fucking guys they're still talking yeah we can't hear you you old dipshit and then one of them says like hold on hold on hold on hold on shut up like one of them doesn't shut up just uh, the mineral method like decks the steam one in the face and says i said shut up hold on say that again <laughs> that's an in-character laugh say it again i would say it's a tube because it was a tree and the tree died and now it's just the trunk part of a tree one of the methods like spits out a mouthful of crab in shock. I know things and stuff. The bits of the tree are the different levels. There's the different bits of the world and the bits of the tree. Now, is this some kind of trick? What's going on here? Uh, uh what, we solved your riddle. Who told you you could know things? The, like, a couple of them jump up on their tables like in- My daddy? Like, <laughs> who, told, who, told, who told you we couldn't know things? Yeah, like, they all kind of get, they're all kind of angry. You know the way when you, if you ever caught someone in a lie, and instead of feeling, b- like, bad like they should, they get mad at you? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't understand. I, we found it out just for y'all. You asked. We wanted to make you happy. <laughs> Can I roll um, Is that true? I, I think maybe roll deception, Lola. 22! I was worried for a second this is going to be one of those things where it's like they didn't know the answer of the world shape and we answered it and they're like, oh shit, is that what it is? <laughs> that would be very funny. Um, no, I mean, with the 22, the, this the situation gets smoothed over very uh, expertly. Lola, what, what do you do to soothe their, their egos? Because basically they were treating you like little morons and you like, you came out of here just like spitting fire. Um, it's just like talking down to someone or you know what the energy is like, like insulting someone in a language you don't think they speak and then them them like snapping back in that language. It's like you absolutely shut their shit down. I don't understand what's the problem, guys. You're not supposed to know things. Only the queen is smart enough. You're just a fucking lizard. You you asked for a shape and I gave you the shape. Nothing to it. I think one of them turns like to a steam method and's like, get go get the go get the vials steamy and he, like pushes him off the table like just like a cat who's been startled he like f- goes like f- falling to the floor and like springs up and flies away. What is he getting the Bible? Vials, V I A L S. What's that for? Uh, the lightning method who's like taking the lead of this conversation like crackles as he turns back to you, Lola, and says, "The shard heals you, but." It's dangerous. You can't you can't have that much healing. You get all up in it unless you're part radiant. You boop, pop goes the weasel. Oh, so you're gonna you know, like we you giving us stuff so we can go visit visit it. A serum, a serum, a serum. Oh, I have not been keeping up on my skincare. I love a serum. <laughs> it's made from the queen's blood. That's terrifying, but okay. That's, yeah, yeah. I'm glad we didn't just head to the shard. That would have been a bad time. Mm. 
Yeah. A mineral method like scratches their like neck in the corner, like looking away and says like, uh, sometimes people just go in and they, they get all healthy and then, then they go to leave and we laugh and we laugh. See, I, I thought the solution was just walking very confidently like I'm meant to be there. So I'm glad we didn't try that. Um, I think it occurs to you now that the, these three type of methods all share one thing in common. What? Mm. Mineral is uh, earth and positive. Steam is water and positive, and lightning is air and positive. Okay. Uh, so all these methods hanging around this big shard, which they tell you has healing properties, uh, they all share something in common. I wonder if the shard might have something to do with that, perhaps. Uh, so the steam method returns with four like little serrets, like little Where vials. daddy? Huh? <laughs> I was like, where are your daddy? <laughs> Little uh, like injections of like vials of blood and hands them to you and says, tell the queen we tried our best. We didn't know you were so smart. I'll tell him you gave me a really hard time. Is it a social faux pas to turn up to someone covered in their blood? That feels like a we- that feels like there's a social rule that would say not to do that. Is it is it covered or is it like injected? It's a serrette. It would be wild if you covered yourself in the blood. Oh, I I don't know. You described it at some point as a serum, and I I pictured like ah, you rub it, you rub it into your skin or something. Like a face serum, yeah. Yeah, no, I made that joke, but no, it's it's a uh, the scary kind. That's that's less weird than walking in like hi, I'm slapping in your blood. How are you? But she's but she knows that she's gotta know, right? She's like, Oh, you're full of my blood, huh? Okay, I think the confusion is serum is like some kind of uh der- uh dermatological product in like beauty. Yeah, you know the you know the the Gutatama serum that I have that Joa also has? I mean vaguely, I was going the serum is the fluid component of blood, which does not play a role in clotting, as the first page of Wikipedia says. I'm sorry that I have know about skincare. Yeah, Shut up. Serum may de- be defined as blood plasma without fibrinogens. Oh my god, it can be more than the one thing. If you want evidence that I was trying to make that exact same Google search, I accidentally did it into Roll20, so now there's like my crit and then defined <laughs> serum. 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 <laughs> okay, but what if it was divine serum? That's great because it looks like you crit on, and that crit gave you that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so you have four serrets filled with Queen Denise Wolfram's blood. Congratulations. What do you do? Do we, do we what what do we do with it? Do we just walk around with it and put it in our bone blood? It's in our blood, right? Vindras in Vindras injects herself with the serum. You regain all your hit points. Oh. Nice. I don't know how if you were damaged at all because you didn't do any of the fights I had prepared, but you would have. <laughs> Regardless, I have full hit points. I uh, do we do it? Well, do we want to go and see about the halflings? Because we did sort of say we would. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna inject myself with the blood yet if we're not going to there. This is extremely uncool. It's like you guys all got together to do like acid and Vindra's fucking dropped and no one else's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. I didn't realise we'd made a decision we were going to do that first. I assumed we were coming to the Mephits because we were doing the Mephits storyline first. So Vindraz is here like, oh, I'm I'm ready to go through the veil. I'm, I don't want this stuff to run out because <laughs> I went and did a side quest first. We can come do... We can totally do that on the way out, right? Well, I mean, just, you know, we had the solution for the thing that we needed didn't necessarily mean that we had to immediately go do the other thing. But, you know, now we know the serum works and and we'll get all our hit points back. Um, I, I was just thinking that it would probably be more productive to go and get the halflings and then be able to heal well, after Well, I didn't fight. know when I injected myself that this was going to be the thing. Well, I'm not sure that we... How, how long does does this run out, or is are it the a permanent methods, effect? Are the methods around to ask? Yeah, I mean, they go back into their crab feast, and they don't seem, like, thrilled about you winning the little the riddle they have. So maybe you could ask them, but I also think this is an opportunity to turn a miscommunication into a, a story beat where uh, Vindros injects early because of a miscommunication, Hot. but then you feel so good. You're like, oh, let's go f- confront the halflings, and then if you get hurt, this will heal you, and then we can do that thing. Yeah, I, I, I can go with that. Yeah, I mean... I mean, as long as we can, you know, we are sure we're, you know, safely assured that it's going to work long enough. I mean, how long is it going to take to beat up a few halflings? That's that. That's the kind of energy I think Corton should bring to this. Is like, yeah, let's go kick their asses real quick. Oh boy. <laughs> Worst case, if we take too long, I will go back to those methods and like shake them down for just like a little more blood. <laughs> uh, roll initiative <laughs> to rumble with these halflings because it's going to pop off as soon as we get in there. Let's just get these numbers lined up. Six. Nineteen. Before we cut over to Claire, I'll give you this, which is uh, the party leaves the crab shack. Uh, Vindros, you're like vibrating with positive feelings and energy. You feel great. Um, you're just like positively sparkling. Your carapace is. I should just be injecting myself with fuel's blood all the time. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> what have we done? Path of the Joydies took, took a dark turn that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so you start making your way over to the recreation area when you hear the unmistakable sound of people splashing in a pool and, like, oh. having a good time. How dare they? Let's throw bleach into the pool. Or chlorine. I was thinking oh, I was thinking electricity of some kind, but, uh, you know. Oh, man. Oh, and God damn it, you gave Young the toaster. <sighs> but it's in my inventory. <laughs> That's true. If it never left the your character sheet is it didn't go anywhere and so the party rolls up on the halflings in the middle of their pool party um and as soon as they see you uh they begin uh running away they all like try to scramble out and run away and what we're going to do here is kind of a combination of chase scene and combat scenario there are six halflings hope worry vanity egoism covetousness and regret uh, you've been told a secret to winning this fight let's see if you'll be able to employ it when we cut back because right now Clear. Do it up. Uh, you dug through this uh, field of lilies. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tore, the, tore those flowers up. Fuck them. Fuck them. It was actually brought to my attention that you had the opportunity to go to this little village and like find help or items or heal. Just rest from all this digging, really. And you didn't, which seems pretty determined. Uh-huh. So by my count, I'm going to say that's uh, plus seven. Okay. Is where we're at, because you just have not rested at all. How's your hit points? Great. It's, um... I mean, my hit points are never great to begin with, but they're fine right now. 
Uh, spell slots getting a little iffy, but that's fine. That's fine. We're not like, and I don't expect to like run into anything. So, uh, so you you break through the the layer of dirt under this field of flowers and find yourself falling down to the next layer, uh, where you are immediately buffeted uh, by a wall of sand. I don't think you would know the word haboob, but you find yourself in the middle of a haboob. Which uh, lifts you off the like, basically keeps you aloft. You are no longer falling down. You are like carried sideways by the force of this sandstorm. Uh, you're you, also you're basically blinded. You fall from the sky and immediately are caught in a sandstorm. What do you do? Uh, I would like to uh, cast shape water. I want to like keep some water by my face so like I could like clear out my eyes, kind of make like a small shield. Like, make, like, water glasses. Wait, where'd you get water from? Uh, human bodies, like, 200% water or something like that. <laughs> well, you're not a human, you're a genasi. Checkmate. Well, I'm made of ice, and I'll... Well, it's 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 really um super hot out, right? Because we're in a desert? Well, I mean, yeah, so Clear wouldn't know that, but Chris, who understands what's happening metatextually, I guess, realizes that. Um, I will say because you can create ice like essentially as a cantrip, I believe. Is there? Do you yeah. have? A- That's what I mean. I was gonna say I would like I create ray of frost and like melt that down, and then shape that into water. Yeah, I mean, damn, dude, this this is a pretty complex maneuver. But I think what what we can make this work is like you fall into the sandstorm, you're swept sideways, and you call out to Amy because if she you shoot her ice and she shoots her fire, it'll melt into water, and then you can use the spell shape water to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, this is badass. And I got yeah, my sweet, uh, my sweet water shades. Uh, the are wraparounds because that's that's how cool people wear glasses. I guess I don't know. I never wore them, but uh, I assume cool people like wraparound sunglasses, right? I guess I'll read Shape Water to the audience. You can manipulate water in one of the following following ways. You instantaneously move or otherwise change the flow of water up to five feet in any direction. You cause the water to form into simple shapes and animate at your direction. I suppose that's what you're really doing here. Yep. You can also change water color or opacity, or you can freeze the water, which is the opposite of how you do. <laughs> um, now, can I do two of those? Can I make the, the water like neon yellow? It's a cantrip, so yeah, I guess you have to wait six seconds. Yeah, I want it to be like laser green. Okay, so clear, you dig down through a field of lilies, you fall no, out of the- No, actually, I don't do that. It takes two- six seconds is too long! I have to get someplace, so no time. Clear, you dig down through a field of lilies, you burst through the, the crust of one layer into the sky of another, you're picked up by a sandstorm. As your sister falls behind you, you yell out to her, like, I mean, you can tell me how the specifics of this, but what's your, like, combo move here? Uh, hey, where are you? You, uh, <laughs> melt your thing down and use shape water to make them into cool sunglasses. You have all those spells, right? No, here comes fire, Clear. You figure the rest of it out. <laughs> she just shoots fire at you. Uh, so, I guess, um, I don't know how she expected shooting fire at me to help. Because you shoot your ray of frost into it, it melts, and then you can shape the water. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 okay. So, yeah, I'll shoot, I'll shoot my ray of frost into it. And then you make neon green sunglasses out no, of it. No, they're not neon green. I don't have time to cast the cantrip a second time. I have to get going. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. God, I do like God King. There's no time for cool sunglasses, which is maybe the greatest <laughs> loss always that we're going to take over cool. this campaign. Uh, okay, so this extremely stupid thing totally works. Uh, you have sunglasses <laughs> made out of water, which block mm-hmm. the sand. Um, and you can see now, because your vision improves, the dark shapes in the sandstorm, which are uh, large buildings. You've only ever seen, uh, I think, the God King's Castle uh, as a building of this size. Harp City, I'm not sure if you recognize that it is a building. Can I can I do a history check? Can I be like, oh, it looks like Harp City, but ninety degrees different. Fuck you, Chris. The the, the audience loves my ambiguity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's the thing? Uh, nineteen. Uh, yeah, with nineteen, I think you see enough buildings that are as tall as Harp City is uh, on its side, Long. and you're like, oh. This must be where Harp City came from. Hmm. That would, you don't know how that worked, but apparently one of these buildings made its way up to the surface. Or, as they were being stacked in this trunk, maybe one of the buildings didn't make it all the way down. Mm. Interesting. Um, but yeah, you figured out basically with the 19 that the layers you're going through uh, seem to come from different eras of history. And that's why the artifacts you find on the surface don't seem to match each other or anything you know. Okay, so with that, then, uh, we got to figure out a way to go down. Yeah, you and Amy are being carried through the air, her blindly, you with your uh, your water sunglasses, and you're going to have to lead her because she's blind. Okay, uh, so we can't touch the ground because we're flying, right? Yeah, you're being like carried through the air by this, this, this powerful storm, and you're 10, so you're very like pickupable. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> often how I was described as a child. Was very pickupable and uh-huh. tossable. Uh, Aerodynamic. Yeah, yeah. I think there might even be a time limit. I think you might like slam into the f- side of a skyscraper here if you don't figure out how to get down. Okay. Uh, hmm. Now I never mentioned it, but my character, much like Kirby, has the ability to turn into a rock <laughs> and go straight down. My my COVID mask has Kirby on it. It's adorable. That sounds awesome. So I can do that then? Mm, no, not but, at all. But your mask has Kirby on it. Uh, Chris, do you want to take damage, my friend? Uh, no, I don't know what I could <laughs> do to not get hit by this. Um... Grappling hook. <laughs> yeah, the wrong character has the grappling hook. <laughs> I know. Uh, could a wooden flute help me? <laughs> A wooden fl- can you like stab it into the There's nothing there. Yeah, I think I just have to get hit by this thing. I don't have any spells that can help me. No, oh, all right, yeah, that's a totally legitimate choice. Is to slam through the window of a skyscraper. <laughs> Sounds so sassy. You, you're saying totally legitimate choice makes it sound like there's an alternative choice where Chris does have a solution. <laughs> Uh, 14 damage as you slam into the window of a skyscraper and blast through it and roll into somebody's long-abandoned pre-apocalyptic office. Uh, And Amy follows in behind you and, like, lands in your uh, glassy wake. Dope. All right. Uh, Was that your big plan there, sister? Worked out fine. I mean, you do look really cool in the glasses now that I can see them, but... I, f- I can't help but feel like you could have handled that a little differently. <laughs> well, you know, it's been tough having to handle everything. So, you know. 
I thought maybe I'd let you ta- handle one of these floors for once. A queen delegates, clear. Oh my god. Well, can you delegate your way to finding a fucking exit to this floor? You, you know, if I had my knife, I could have summoned my sword and stabbed it into the side of the building and then, like, dragged down it to stop our fall. Mm. Maybe you should try to be less... You know what? I don't have time for this. <laughs> I don't want to... Whatever. Give me, like, ten minutes and I'll go search downstairs. Okay, do you want to roll investigation to search the inside of this building? Yeah, well, I also want to spend hit dice and sorcery points. Got it. So sorcery points will give you your spell slots back. Hit dice will give you health back. All right, I could spend five of them and get a a third level spell slot back. All right, so basically the flavor of this is like as you walk through this building, presumably going down because you know you have to dig through the ground more, uh, you're just like, you know, popping your shoulder back into place and wrapping your wounds from, you know, whatever you have in your pack. Uh Uh-huh. And you're, yeah, you're concentrating to try to fill your your magic meter back up as much as you can. Um, As you're doing this, I think uh, this moment of downtime when you're not immediately in danger or being yelled at, uh, you start to hear the whispers again. Why are you back? Can I attempt to decipher what they're saying? Yep, perception is to listen. Never mind, I got 17. That's good, right? Yeah, 17 is very good. <gasps> uh, this does not seem to be the same uh, whisper you heard before. Uh, earlier, there was a whisper that was saying your mother's name, Frida, calling out to you in a certain direction, and you didn't follow it. Uh, this That one was beckoning to you. This one seems to be coming for you. And the things it's whispering are accusatory, notably, killer. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'm going to flip off the air. Okay, cool. And uh, then I'm going to go looking for uh, a way down. Okay, so something, presumably from the gray, where these whispers seem to be coming from, uh, calls you a murderer. You flip it off, and you just keep walking. No time for this. Wonderful. Um, I think as you're like you're searching through this building, you see that it is abandoned. Um, there, there are like signs that people used to work here, but not in a long time. All the paper has like crumbled to dust. Um, there are a few defining like features of anything you would recognize. This sandstorm rips through the streets. Um, have you spared any thought to how the physics of this is working? Because like on the last level, it was a bright sunny day, even though you were underground. Are you just just like whatever i don't i'm 10 i don't know anything about physics fuck it or do you want to roll uh i think clear is of the mind this is supposedly the only way i can get a conduit and this is slightly better than having to train with the duke so despite its absolute ludicrousness i'm just in for a penny and for a pound at this point let's just keep going and you know i'll react to it as it comes up all right. So, yeah, you, you just like real, you realize there's no point in trying to get your head around what's going on because uh, it's not going to advance your goals. And as you think that, uh, Amy just blinks through a wall into the room you're in because she's also searching this building. And so she, as she goes in and out of the gray with her mother, uh, sometimes she just like disappears from your sight. And she does that now as she walks into the room and says, Oh, clear, you're here. Yeah, I would be careful about blinking around here. 
Why would you say that? Well, I thought I heard something that wasn't good in this area. Huh. Do you think we're in danger? I mean, there was the flesh monsters further up, but we haven't seen many people since then. No, but I don't really understand how this place works, so I don't know. Like, this whole building could be like one giant monster, maybe. Like a like a big mimic building. Oh, no, not a mimic. We gotta get out of here. I hate those things. <laughs> do, you, do you really? Mimics? Yeah, why wouldn't I hate mimics? They're bastards. Now this feels, like, personal. I mean... Yeah, well, I mean, you got a big treasure chest full of treasure. You go in there, you're trying to find your favorite treasure, and you open it up, and it snaps your fingers off. Screw that. What if you pet it? (laughs) You can make friends with it. No, they're, like, slimy. I bet bet Lola would make friends with it. The lizard? She has a name. What? Uh, yeah, she's gonna be in my cabinet. She's gonna be what my f- wildlife ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make sure you don't forget anybody who'd be in your cabinet. Yeah, do you, I mean, do you object to Lola as my forestry minister or whatever? Uh, I mean, it's sort of a low title for her, but you know, it's the one she'd enjoy the most. Wait, you think she deserves a better one? Oh, well, I let you handle that stuff. I don't really care much for that. Uh, no, but was, I was waiting. Maybe Clear actually expresses affection for Lola when Lola's not around to appreciate it. Oh, I thought she was, she was going to out me as a conduit. Oh, no. I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, so uh, I think at that point, Amy's like looking through all the windows out on the street as this uh, the storm like rips down the street. Um, there, I was going to say it's like throwing cars around, but it's been going for so long. Like, there's very little left for this thing to destroy. The The whole city has been, like, sanded down to the nub. Uh. Uh, um, investigate to see. I think you reach the bottom floor. Investigate to see if there's a way down. Uh, seven. Yeah, not not very good. I think uh, what this means is that you're going to have to do something dangerous to get what you want. I think uh, Amy uh, goes over to a, a ground floor window and looks out and says, uh, Clea, I think I've found what you're looking for but you're not gonna like it Uh oh i mean i just accept it's gonna suck so is it more digging uh you look over you walk over to the window that uh amy's looking out and across the street where there is a building uh this is a much smaller building just like a a single or maybe maybe two floors two floors um and on the outside it says arcade in big, big letters but that's not what you notice what you notice is the door has been caved in um and is the the door frame is encrusted with pink crystals Uh uh-oh all right all right what well let's go you want to run through the sandstorm that will strip the flesh off our bones to follow what is clearly our father's path to the center of the world if he's there it just means we have an opportunity to kill him no, I don't think he's there. I think we've found where he went however many centuries ago he came down here. Good, then maybe that means he could do some of the work for us. And you take off running into the storm without another word? Yeah. Alright, that makes a perfect crosscut with the party chasing these halflings out of the pool. 
Um, this, this chase scene has begun. Corton's up first. I will say uh, the, the first thing that happens is that Hope's conduit activates. Hope is a halfling who is wearing, uh, funnily enough, uh, he's wearing uh, what seems to be the God King Wolfram's outfit, like a, a Henry VIII kind of regal regalia. He's trying to style himself after the God King. Uh, very, you know, just like, we love him, don't we, folks? Um, you can see that he has a, a pink crystal like jutting out of his chest over his heart. Um, he takes off running, but his conduit activates, which means there is like a, a burst of energy comes from each of you and begins funneling into him. <laughs> That's the first thing. There's also Worry, who has a pink crystal in their head. Uh, they seem to be in constant agony. There's Vanity, whose entire outfit is made of belts. Uh, very Lulu from Final Fantasy X. There's Egoism, uh, who is actually wearing a mask now, like a bathing mask, uh, because you you burned their face with fry oil in the mall. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's Covetousness, a.k.a. Dr. Smooth, who is still in the giant uh, milkshake costume because uh, that's how they are now, even though they're in the pool. And there's Regret, who uh, has their regrets entire... Th- huh? this. I said Regret, who regrets everything. Regret has an entire ring of pink crystal around their throat because Bramwell beheaded them. And as their like head was sucked back onto their body, uh, these crystals like uh, became very prominent. They have like almost a collar of pink crystal now. Uh, but these six halflings take off running. What do Does you do? Does it at least look stylish like it's intended to be there, like some kind of collar? <laughs> Rather than horror. It's like a, like a choker design. Is, is that what we're going for with the, the crystals around the neck? Because that, that sounds pretty cool. I think they all look pretty cool. I think they they are Dice Funk's organization thirteen, where you're like there's too many of them to really keep track of all their personality traits. But when you see them, you're like, wow, I love this cohesive art design. What are you talking about, Nick? You, or sorry, Nick. What are you talking about, Austin? <laughs> you don't love fucking Lark San and and I don't know whatever her fucking non nobody's name was, which was just the same thing minus an X. They're both characters are just as important. I love that I triggered the part of your brain that makes you mad at Nick. That's great. <laughs> yes. Um, which one has my shit? So covetousness takes items, uh, but f- uh, f- I think actually who has your uh, crossbow is um. You know, mama's coming for it. Yeah, it's, I think it's vanity because that's the that's the halfling you have a personal connection with because you killed his uh, his two friends in your part of the store, Lola, and then you told him like to fuck off if he wants to live, and he ran away. Mm. Yeah, but he messed with the Hecbo, and now he's gonna get the gecko. <laughs> <laughs> to to be clear, though, I believe the rule we learned is we need to kill egotism first because if we don't, then everything we do is just gonna go to egotism anyway. Oh, well, that's something that, uh, yes, I already knew, but I thought there was something else that we had learned as a result of that halfling that had returned to us many, many weeks ago. There was some additional secret to this fight that we needed to remember that we were told about. Yep, the, the, the what, what Effort told you was anything you do that isn't hurting egoism will automatically fail, and that if you don't, uh, you only have a, a certain amount of turns to kill hope, or you all die. All right. There we go. So, uh, because yeah, previously Young was left in a, left alone in a room with Hope, and then the next time you saw Young, they were in a coma. Mm. 
And so you never seen this in, in person, but now you see it like basically hope jumps out of the pool and starts running and like energy immediately bursts out of all of you in like a, a tether, you know, like in Donnie Darko, those tethers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that happens to all four of you and all of your, <laughs> all of your hope is sucked into this halfling who's running away. And if you don't stop them, you will be drained and you will all lapse into a coma. All right. Let's kill some bitches. Cool. Okay, so it's, it's egoism and then hope. Yeah. Gonna kill some bitches. Alright, so running after egoism and uh uh, what, what, what's the environment that, that they're running through? Are we... Uh, so you get a chance. The first round will be in this pool area. The next round will be somewhere else. That's the, how the chase will progress. Okay. So if you attack Egoism right now, they're sitting in like a big ducky floaty in the pool. <laughs> ducky floaty. Don't pop the floaty. I want it. But if you don't successfully defeat Egoism in this round, I'll have him jump out of the pool and run to the next area. All right. So... Um, Corton's gonna. Sorry about the floaty. Um, no, it's okay, it's okay. I understand. But Mr. Ducky. But Corton's gonna cast shatter. Them all, Mr. Ducky Slater. Uh, yeah, Corton's gonna cast shatter. So, um, oh, lovely. Uh, and, and, you know, we're gonna center it on on egoism. Yep. Of so it's a con save. Yep. Uh, three. <laughs> not good. That's not going to be good. Um, and I get an extra die on the damage. Oh no! I used a higher spell slot there. Twenty-five damage. Oh come on! Fuck. Okay. How's egoism looking? I mean, bad. I How was supposed bad? To, he's supposed to to soak a couple of attacks to let hope get away. Twenty five is what I was was how much HP he has. That is a problem for. Oh, egoism. so you got him. You got him all the way. So you all you four roll up on the pool party. They see you. They all begin like scattering, jumping out of the pool, running, slipping. Drinks go flying. Someone drops their nachos. Uh, it's just like a full r- race because they know all they have to do is wait, and you all will literally lose consciousness and never wake again. So that's all they have to do. But Corton, describe to me what you and egoism experience between you because you've you've actually <laughs> faced this person twice. Oh yeah. Yeah. The first time you splashed them with fry oil and they ran away. The second time they came back and allowed covetousness to escape and I think you used command to say like go away. Mm-hmm. And so you two have like a really personal rivalry at this point. They're in the ducky floaty. They look at you. What do you do? Corton just walks, uh, marches in, looks at him in the eye, crosses his arms, and stretches that cracks all down his shoulders. Extends his arms, flexes his wrists, cracks his knuckles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to delay you and he's like seeing all this being like yeah this is working these guys are fucking dead and he just points says, boo. boo 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 and then what he pops like in like the end of scanners yes fatal yes lethal I meant to say but yeah so he, yes. he just literally explodes like a blood balloon in the pool he's a mist Oh my god, the the pool has turned dark red as he explodes. Does it spare Mr. Ducky? I'm going to say you can choose to spare Mr. Ducky. Yes, the, yeah, Mr. Ducky alone <laughs> floats yeah! as this crimson rain I comes needed down this! Red. 
All right, so egoism does not do as much to stall the party as I was hoping. It's uh, Bramwell's turn. Bramwell, what do you do? Uh, I'm going to ride after hope. I'm preposterous. <laughs> oh, God, they're fucked. Uh, so, and any hope of us being like, hey, hope, we're friendly and on, our, on your side, and you should just like listen to us and come with us willingly. I feel like that's out the window. No, definitely. Uh, so they have more tricks up their sleeve. You might recall last episode, uh, someone asked Sven, like, what the halflings are doing here, and he told you they're here for his mother's killing toys, is what he signed. You don't know what that means, but I am not worried about them fighting back. I forgot about the killing toys. Is it Max? Are the killing toys Max? (laughs) I wish. That is sick. I already abused the mech card in the glass forest. I can't do it again. Well, see, I, I thought the mech in the glass forest might be foreshadowing, and it's like, ah, this, here they are. Okay. So it's going to be a 16 to 12. Actually, so uh, as a reaction on a, on a hit, Covetousness is going to use their conduit to steal uh, the murder sign. Okay. So you you ride up on Preposterous to try to take a swing at Hope, and the stop sign in your hands gets sucked out and flies into the hands of Covetousness, who actually uh, leaps onto their Serpapard. Serpapard is like a, a leopard with real long serpentine limbs, neck, and tail. They look uh, very strange, like lanky uh, felines. But now this this is going to be like a one-on-one race between two mounted units if you want to get your, your sign back. Okay. Uh, and then that's going to be 12 from Preposterous. Nope, actually, that doesn't hit. Okay. Yeah, so they're not particularly heavy armored, but 12 is not going to do it. Um, so Bramwell mixes it up. Uh, it is now... Uh, vi- actually, no, hold on. I'm going to accident surge. Uh-oh. And I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna cast Earthquake with my Doomguard Cestus. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, nope, 10. Okay, so describe to me, Bramwell, you basically, you ride up on Hope, you go to swing with the stop sign, it gets sucked out of your hands as if by a magnet into covetousness, who smiles. You try to ram them with, uh, with preposterous, they jump onto the serpent part to get away and begin taking off, like everyone looking very triumphant about that turn of events. And then you punch the ground so hard, everyone falls down. Yes. <laughs> um... Yeah, do you want to put an extra flavor on that? Like, does the 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 gauntlet like grow glow? Is like a wave of energy, or is it just like matter of fact? Like, I, I like get to, on the ground. I like to think Bramwell's fist like kind of grows bigger, and as he punches the ground, kind of like becomes like Hulk sized for a hot moment. Yeah, Hulk hands love it. Yeah, exactly. And then he punches the ground. Oh, Hulk hands, yeah. All right, yeah. So every all, all the halflings fall, I think, except for covetousness, whose serpapard falls, but they ju- they can like slide off without losing their feet. Um, that is like a mounted uh, unit thing. I think you have that as well, Bramwell. Uh-huh. Um, Lola, it's your turn. This is the last of the pool adjacent part of this chase. What do you do? Okay, so uh, before I do any taxes, I'm going to use my bonus action mm-hmm. to uh, do a little wiggle of Sandra um, and cast Hunter's Mark on Hope. Okay, so the the chalks takes off after Hope to mark them. Yes, and then I'm going to dual wield my uh, spines. So that's a 15 and a 19. Hope, actually, no. So are you attacking Hope? Yes. Okay, that's advantage. So 19 hits roll again because they're on the ground because Bram will knock them down. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) 24? (laughs) Yeah, 19 and 24 both hit uh, plus the hunter's mark. So this is a a good combo. <laughs> I haven't even done my my third attack that I get it, which oh, is from an animal. Yeah, for so I'll do that now. 
because <laughs> I can do all the numbers. Yeah. Uh, 24. Yeah, give me all the damage. Give me all the damage. Oh, boy, there's so many damage. Okay. There is. So that's 12. Uh, 22. 12 plus 10. Oh, 22 isn't actually as much as I thought it was going to be, but it's it's not nothing. So Hope trips up from the, the earthquake. You run over and you stick your spines through his back. Yes. Uh, you can't stab him in the heart because he already has a crystal growing out of it, out of his front and back. It's like I he's been impaled through his heart with his pink crystal. Um, this guy in this really ostentatious, regal costume. But you put your spine, your like your quills into either side of his chest around the crystal, um, and he just um, pulls forward and jumps on the serpapard as it as it like runs away. Um, and he's going to try to take off. He's actually, like, basically abandoning his allies to escape. Where's my bow? Give me my bow, bitch. Okay, so your bow right now is with Vanity, who uh, has the heck bow and is going to fire on you, Lola. That's right. That's heresy. Yeah, actually, just roll that on yourself. You have the stats in front of you. That's roll illegal. Roll all your attacks as if you're attacking yourself. 16 damage to me for my own weapon. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So Vanity shoots you twice with your own weapon. Um, the other weapon that the halflings took was the loot, uh, the Groot loot, the loot that's made of uh, a, an, an that is ancient- That's also an affront to me. <laughs> an ancient magical tree. Um, I hate these halflings, man. Yeah, they're jerks. They're dicks. Because Corton fucking owned egotism, I think the halfling who has the, the loot, who I'm going to say is Regret- uh, turns to you, Corton, and casts slow. Oh no! To try to neutralize you in this fight, so a wisdom saving throw. I'm going to tell you right now, it's against 14. Fuck. Okay. This is a very powerful spell. Yeah, that's not great. But the, the this loot is extremely cool and magical. It has a little face drawn on it. It does. Oh. Oh. I, and it moves when with your emotions. Uh, what was this? What was it against? It was 14. Hell oh, I got yeah. a 16. All right. So do you want to give some flavor to you not uh, to no selling the spell? Like, Conrad, you, Conrad, you sounded so disappointed in your success. You're like, oh, I guess I succeed. Fine. Uh, I guess, I guess <laughs> so. Okay. So uh, so Regret you know, starts strumming on the lute. Corton turns to look, puts his head hand up to his ear. Mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> No, that's that's out of tune, my friend. <laughs> Owned. <laughs> um, I, so, Bramwell, roll an attack against yourself because covetousness hits you with a murder sign. I hate these bitches. <laughs> uh, 27. Oh, yeah. Yep, just play it out. This is the, the – he buries the, the sign in your front. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, he's going to slam me with it. Bramwell's just going to be like, oh, I've made a grave error today. <laughs> okay. You shall regret today. I would roll intimidation, but I have a very low one. Instead, I shall roll athletics and do jumping jacks atop your body after we're done. <laughs> the fuck? So one of the halflings who uh, does not seem as enthusiastic about the fight as the rest of them uh, worry is kind of like cowering as they're running, uh, looking very afraid, but they see uh, egoism get blown up. And in desperation, they reach into their pocket and pull out one of Denise's killing toys, which is Fuck. 
a round object, uh, like roughly a handful. It has a strange metal uh, contraption on top, which they take off with a clicking noise, and then they throw the, the metal circle back at you. Everyone dex de- dexterity saving throw. Oh, God. Seven. Ten. Nineteen. Crit. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, so it looks like uh, Corton and Vindros are the ones who take the damage. I think the flavor of this is obviously like this circle drops at Vindros's feet. And Corton, recognizing that it's dangerous in some way, like tackles Vindros out of the way. Yep, that sounds about right. Aww. Aww. Uh, nine damage to you two as the circle explodes and you are hit with hot shrapnel from this pre-apocalyptic... <gasps> Grenade! Uh, <gasps> Grenade! Grenadine! Grenade! Everyone else takes four damage oh. from uh, flecks of metal outside the radius. Okay, so the rundown is Hope is running away in a serpapard. Worry has killing toys. Vanity has the heck bow. Egoism is jelly. Covetousness has the murder sign. And regret has the loot. If Hope is trying to get away, I I think I'm going to try and keep them from doing that. So I'm going to go for hold person. Okay, so remember in the mall when you went to use a spell, Vindros, in the game shop? And I said is this a concentration? And then we had this whole conversation about whether the thing was concentration or not. Yeah. So worries conduit is you can't concentrate because you're too worried. Oh. Hold person is a concentration spell. It is. Ah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Oh, no, that one's not concentration. Okay, that's... The other thing I was going to do instead and I'll do next turn, I was worried that would be concentration because logically it seems like it would be concentration, but it's not, so it's fine. All right, so Vindros, you try to hold onto hope and you can't because you get this searing mental image of a pink crystal burrowing into your brain meat. Yeah, that's on me. Um, okay, so we move back to the beginning of the order, which is Corton. Uh, this fight has progressed from the pool area to the next part of the recreation zone of the resort, which is a tennis court. Uh, so the halflings run. They're all still wet. They're all still in their swimming suits as you make your way onto the, the clay tennis court. What do you do? All right. I'm going to cast sleep. Oh, Christ, this again. Yes! This spell has been such a pain in my tuchus. Every season. Mm. Every there season are certain ever. spells that are just a little mm. bit overpowered, and we love them. Just like everyone loves to get that plus 10 bonus to stealth. That was fun. Well, it's only 18 damage you have to deal with. Because of the way sleep works, you basically get nothing, which is pretty harsh, yeah. which is why sometimes we offer to combine, or do you want to use additional spell slots? Um, you know, I can go a spell slot higher. All right, yeah. We're, um, yeah. 25 is what the, the lower ones have. So if you get a 7. 8. Woo! Well, there we go. Whoop. Okay, so uh, which one, not Hope, who has more health than all the rest because he's the big boss, which one's out of worry, vanity, covetousness, and regret? Would you like to fall asleep? A regret, please. All right, regret has the loot. Uh, so I, you were like, he's trying to slow you. He's like, play, like you know, the um, Road to El Dorado. <laughs> Uh, strumming scene, like doing that as you like just you slow Terminator walk towards them and they're strumming, 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 strumming. And what do you do? You just like just point at them. What do you? How do you put them to sleep? Has, have you all seen Dark City? A long time ago in theaters, actually. Oh, it's really good. They're really good. These guys got like a, they hold their hands out mm. in front, you know, like just fully outstretched, and then just turn their wrists down like they're shifting a knob. Mm-hmm. 
and people collapse. It's really good. Yeah, I saw that in the FSU uh, theater that we have at the the university when I was like eighteen. So it's been twelve years. Yikes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think regret just collapses forward, and do you just like catch the loot? And ca- the- yeah, and, and Corton with the other hand just goes reaches down, catches the loot in there. That's very smooth. Was it Doctor Smooth? Oh, I was. I thought you were gonna say "Smooth" by Santana feet featuring Rob Thompson again. Featuring Rob Thomas. Rob uh, so Thomas. That... Rob Thompson. I can't even remember the dude's name. <laughs> uh, so the the Groot loot, uh, if you recall, Corton gives you plus two to your spell mm-hmm. attacks and spell save DC. So everything you do is plus two, basically, with it. Yep. Uh, so that's a really cool way to get that item back. Is just never breaking stride. You just turn regret off. As you run past them, or you walk coolly past them. Uh, I'm going to ride after Hope. All right, yeah, the chase continues. You're on Preposterous. Uh, they're on the Serpapard. Roll your attacks. Uh, 21 and 13. 21 hits. And I'm just going to include Preposterous attack in here. Yep. Uh, 14. Does not hit, only 21. All right. And so you're using the gentleman's greeting now. Yeah. All right. Your big stone hammer, which you had like on preposterous like equipment. You pull that out and you're hitting. Yep. Six damage. All right. Not very much. You give him a thwack and the chase is still and on. And I will mark them. All right. Lola. I'm going to stab uh, the shit out of vanity. Yep. So this is, you've seen Vanity's uh, conduit before, the heal from any physical damage. Unless you can kill them in a single round, your turn will be for nothing. All right. That's okay. We'll do this. All right. You saw from Egoism that the lesser ones have 25 health. That's what you need to to salsa salsa them. (laughs) All right. I'm going to try it. Uh, They're humanoids. Yep. Cool, so I get extra. All right. Uh, one. That's a 22. There's 24. 24 hits. There's 20. Jeebus cribness. <laughs> Lola motherfucking beans. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Roll. If you roll 25 or higher, you get the heck bow back. If you do not, you get nothing. 12, 11. And seven, that's... That's 30. More than 25. 30 is more than 25. So, Lola, how do you get the heck bow back, and how bad does it hurt? <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to stab them in the eye again. Because I think that's who they... They saw me stab their friend in the eye, right? Yeah, you stabbed Vanity in the butt very specifically last time. Yeah, and so now they're getting... Uh, their butt's already been stabbed. It's eye time. And it's eye time. I'm just going to just kick them over and take my bow back. Okay, so you run up, you stab them through the eye, out the back of the head, and then kick them off with such force. Because they're small, but you're also small. Halflings and kobolds. <laughs> yeah, but this time it's personal. And you kick them backwards with such force that the bow flies up and you catch it, basically? Yeah. Um, I, th- I think what, what are, that's Vanity's last words. is like, not in the face! Yeah, <laughs> not my beautiful face! <laughs> All right, uh, so you get your bow back. Oh, 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 oh finally. Um, okay, so let's go down the order here. Hope um, is going to pull out one of Denise's killing toys. Uh. Uh, Bramwell, when you see Hope pull this out of the inside of their, their fancy getup, their like, layers and layers of robes, you don't recognize it. It's a strange metal item 
kind of shaped like an L. Uh-huh. At one end, there's kind of an opening, a tube in the, in oh, the front no. of it. <laughs> and at the, in the middle, where the L shape kind of bends, there is another piece of metal their finger slots into. Mm-hmm. Um, they point this metal L at you, and then a noise like a, like God's bones snapping <laughs> it comes out of it. Uh, 25. Yeah. Uh, 25 damage. Weird. Uh, just a terrible burning <laughs> pain lances through your body as this sound, uh, deafens you momentarily. You don't know what the fuck just happened. This thing is like, you know, would fit in the palm of your hand, but it has ripped a hole through your body. Seems pretty rude. Uh, worry is going to like drop to their knees in agonizing pain, like tears streaming down their face, holding their head. Um, and everyone make a intelligent save as you, uh, as this psychic wave ripples through the area. 19. Um, 17. I, I got a six. I'm going to try and use tower of iron will to maybe make that not a fail. Oh yeah. So your psionic defenses are formidable. Three. I don't know if it's going to be enough to save me, but uh, I brought that up to a 13. Is 13 good? It actually is, yeah. Yeah. Nine damage to Lola Beans, four to everyone else, as uh, Worry shares some of their their blinding pain with you all psionically, um, as their, their brain is, you know, they're being driven mad by the pain of this crystal in their head. And then finally, Covetousness has the murder axe and just tries to, to hit Lola. <laughs> I think, because you just killed their friend in front of you. So you get the murder axe. 25. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then 14 damage. Yep. So, Lola, you get this, this murder sign slammed into your side. The The dried blood on its blade uh, just flows viciously around it as it laps at your open wound. Vindros. This is fine. I'm fine. <laughs> this is fine. So the deal is, if we don't kill an enemy we've attacked before it gets back around to the enemy turn, all damage is healed. No, that was just Vanity's ability. Vanity, who now has a hole in their head and is dead. They did. They did. Dead. Okay. Um, and we still can't do concentration spells. Correct. You know what's not a concentration spell and totally feels like it should be? No. Spiritual weapon. Okay, yeah. That's that's what we talked about in the game shop. Yeah. You did spiritual weapon. I was like, that seems like a concentration spell. Yeah, that's you mentioning that is what got me going, oh yeah, that is a thing I can do. So See, that's what you call a callback. Yeah. Bonus <laughs> action, spiritual weapon. I have the ghost of the axe baloney. Who, who are you going to hit with the spiritual weapon? I'm going to go for hope. Okay, Hope's getting away on the Serpa part. I think um, if you use your turn, if you use your action to dash, you can catch up with them. But I don't know if you can hit them this turn. Just get worried before they kill me. (laughs) What they're worrying. Uh, I've got a Novocaine healing potion I could toss you. Let's also all remember that everybody but Vindros has a full heal in the serum. Yeah. Um, well... Can you can Brandwell take it even? It's too far away, right? I'm dashing off to Hope. Lola, would you like the potion before I go, or are you fine? Yes, please. Okay. Um I, I throw the remaining Novocaine healing potion over to uh Lola and then I use my actions to 
go dash after Hope with my ghost axe baloney in hand. All right, so the fight uh, moves from the tennis court uh, to the next area of the recreation zone, which is a bowling alley. Uh, Hope like kicks through the door uh, with their well, the the super par like leaps into the doors, which you know explode open. Um, Bramwell is hot on their heels on preposterous, and then Vindros is like making huge, powerful leaps with your legs to get after them. So it's like basically two on one in the bowling alley. I, Lola, funny you should say I'm doing leaps. I get advantage when I do leaps, so I should I should be catching up very well. Yeah, that that's why I flavored it that way because that's uh-huh. no, you're notably mm. fast when leaping. Yeah. Uh, so Lola and Corton are kind of left behind with worry and uh, Doctor Smooth, uh, but the the Novocaine pol- potion. Is like rolled at your feet, Lola. Uh, Corton, it's your turn. You have been left behind in the tennis court with the two halflings, you and Lola. Uh, let's see what it is. It's worry and uh, regret. Worry and covetousness, aka Dr. Smooth. Regret sleeping. Oh, fucking, fucking Dr. Smooth. Dr. Smooth. Fucking Dr. Smooth. 14. Probably doesn't hit Dr. Smooth. Does not hit. Well, is that your sword? Yeah. You get advantage. You haven't, you haven't drawn it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> 25 crit that that does probably hit dr smooth hell yeah kill him kill him <laughs> so he's dead all right he's got 25 health let's see oh i'm uh, probably not gonna hit that but now nah, you're a bard ah uh, yeah. boo five damage so double, double damage. yeah yeah 10 damage all right, so you're on this uh, on this tennis court. Uh, you like you're on one side of the net. Doctor Smooth, this halfling in a giant sh- milkshake costume, is on the other side. Um, they have Bramwell's murder sign. You're like staring each other down over this net, um, and you just what do you just quick draw? Do you maybe stick the blade through the holes in the net or something, and you tag him for ten? <laughs> uh, yeah, n- yeah, not through the net though, over the net because he'd get it caught in it, and he's trained enough to know better than to do that. All right, but yeah, you two are dueling over the net. Uh, Lola, oh. it's uh, you see Corton's du- dueling Doctor Smooth, and there's also Worry, who's in the corner, like crying and holding their head. Oh, I feel bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to take my Novocaine. Yep, that's an interaction, so you can quaff that. All right, uh, and I, I'm, you know, we're back in business, baby. Uh, well, so. your mouth is extremely numb, so please talk funny for the rest of the episode. We're back in business, baby. Okay. Can I do a country accent with my mouth is so numb? Uh huh. I mean, country people do go to the dentist. So. We do. We go to the dentist all the time. Um, I'm going from. Hmm. That's not the stereotype I'm familiar with. <laughs> We're back in business, baby. So I'm going to need my bow. It's not like Boomhauer. Y'all about the bang, bang, big, dang bow. Okay, uh, so I'm going to do uh, shoot, shoot. Shoot, shoot. That's a 20 and a, and a 10. Uh, 20 hits. Who are you shooting? I feel kind of bad shooting, worry, but also I don't like their brain blasts, so. Uh-huh. Sorry, dude. Uh, and then also a steward attack is a 22, so the 20 and the 22 hits. All right. So that is 20 damage. All right, so basically the, the state of the battle is this. Lola and Corton have been left behind in the tennis court. Corton begins dueling Dr. Smooth, who has Bramwell's stop sign. Lola corners Worry on the, on the edge of the court and just begins emptying the crossbow into his body over and over. 
I feel bad, but like also <laughs> I feel bad. Quality of life, right? Br- Bramble, you chase uh, Hope into the bowling alley. You don't really recognize what it is. There's these long lanes in this building, which kind of terminate in these uh, lo- these holes in the back of the building. They're like low to the ground. You think if Hope gets through there, they're going to be very hard to pin down. And meanwhile, he's still draining everyone's hope in these long tethers. So you got to stop this dude. What do you do? Yeah. All right, so I am going to make several attacks. I'm going to activate all of my War Priest abilities. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to get an extra attack, and in addition to my first attack, I'm going to give a plus 10 extra bonus to, so it's going to be plus 18 to hit. Holy fucking shit. (laughs) So that one's a 37. Does that hit? Yeah, they don't call it a Miss Priest. (laughs) Uh, then I have a twenty. Yep. And last one's a ten. So I'll take the I'll take the L on that one. And then Preposterous <laughs> will attack with a twenty-one. <laughs> okay. So this is like the climactic battle: is Preposterous uh, carrying Bramwell and the Serpapard carrying Hope, a halfling with a di- with a, a pink crystal through their heart, and they're dueling down a bowling alley as the animals slide towards the end. When you kill Hope, can I have the Serpapard? I can't, well, I was going to say I can't stop you. I guess I could, but we'll see. 44? Okay, so as you you catch up to Hope, you're sliding down this lane towards the end. Uh, Hope is trying to point this killing toy at your chest and blow a hole through your body, which I don't have your sheet in front of me. I assume you cannot survive another direct hit. Uh, And what do you do to end this fight? Because 44 is enough damage. Can I hit their head with my hammer so hard it decapitates their head and then their head goes rolling down the bowling alley and (gasps) hits a strike. (laughs) That's amazing. Of course, yes. That's badass. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so you decapitate Hope with your gentleman's greeting, the stone war hammer. (laughs) Their body and the serpent part flop down into the lane and go sliding, but the head gets like several feet of clearance and gets a strike at the end of the lane. This fucking Sharknado bullshit. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so uh, Vindros, you're in the bowling alley. You're going to have to uh, pacify the Serpapard, who still wants to kill you two. We'll get there in a second, though, because uh, on the tennis court, uh, Corton, Dr. Smooth is going to try to kill you with the murder sign. Aww. Uh, Bram will roll that for me. You're just you're basically, until someone takes out Dr. Smooth, you are the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, that hits. I guess. Yeah. It's fine. It's only 17 damage. 17. Oh, my God. All right. Okay. In the corner <laughs> of the tennis court, uh, as uh, Dr. Smooth takes a bite at a Corton with the sign, uh, Worry actually just kind of curls up on the ground and starts crying. Uh, Lola, as you fire Quill after Quill into his shuddering, bleeding body. I, I, if I could kill him faster, I would. <laughs> feel real no like i feel really bad i don't want to kill him but also like is this the apocalypse it is the apocalypse it's apocalypse apocalypse ocean rulings must kill all halflings in the park uh so basically worry does a, a psychic lance to you uh, it's like a directed instead of trying to share the pain with everybody just tries to uh, shoot it directly all into you lola's intelligent saving throw mm. Oh, no. That's actually minus one, so 14. Yeah, that actually does it. That's what I was looking for. Okay. 
Uh, so five damage only as, uh, uh, Lola, you aren't the smartest tool in the shed. I think, well, are you thinking about something else? Are you thinking about maybe befriending a Serpapard and your mind isn't focused enough to be attacked? Yeah, I, I'm gonna, listen, I can complete my animal stack. Stack. If I've got, I've got a Serpapard. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of the Serpapard, it attacks Bramwell. What? Uh, Botch. Well, oh, it slips in like grease or can something. Can I knock its head off and it's <laughs> striking the other lane? No, don't kill it. <laughs> okay, so Bramwell, you can, but then uh, Lola will not be able to recur. No, it. I just want. I just wanted to note the, the mental image of the because the, <laughs> I assume for some reason nothing works except the monitor that explains the score, <laughs> and I just want to bowl a perfect game of knocking people's heads off. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, but I think the super part lunges at you, but it just misjudges the slipperiness of the floor and goes like sl- slip sliding mm-hmm. away. We've all been there. Slip sliding away. Okay. Uh, with that botch, Vindros, the super part's at your mercy. You can choose how to deal with it. It's your turn. So I was all geared up to to attack with the spiritual weapon. I this thing this thing's just pathetic. It's just tripped over its own feet, slipping down a, a bowling alley lane. <laughs> how sad it is. I'm just gonna leave it be. If it comes near me, I'll hit it with the flat side of the spiritual weapon, but for now I'm just gonna leave it be. It's having a moment. Do you want to roll animal handling? Twelve. Yeah, I think you can You can basically just like put your hands up and, you know, just be like it's cool, it's cool, like the mercury elemental. I can keep it from back uh, from sprinting out the door and never being seen again until Lola can show up and actually know how to deal with it. Exactly 100% my thoughts, which is that it is not your best friend, but you you can keep it there until Lola can take care of it. We've got an uneasy understanding. If you stay there, and you don't move, and I don't move, then neither of us is doing anything to each other, and that's fine, and we can just stay. Yep, Corton, you're on the tennis court with Dr. Smooth. You have done 10 damage, which means they have 15 health left. Uh, the, uh, the the magical tether in your chest suddenly disappears, which you understand means Hope is no longer about to put you in a coma. If oh. they had gotten to the end of the bowling alley and slid through that hole, everyone dies. So right. uh, so that's good. That's good. And, and Worry's been mm, taking some hits too, right? Wor- yeah, I mean, Worry is getting... Frankly, I think this is going to bump us up to maybe an NC-17, what's happening in the corner of the tennis court. Nobody, nobody look over here. I'm not proud of this. <laughs> I just I don't know what to do. My mouth is so numb. There's so many halflings. Don't look over here. All right, well, we're going to cast sleep again. Oh. Oh, so I can stop shooting them? Right. Thank you. 27. Holy fucking Christ, Corton. I was like, what I was about to say before you rolled that was, it's a shame you're not going to roll high enough to take out Dr. Smooth and worry. But Well, that was what my hope was, that I might be able to do that. Uh, paint me that picture. Uh, Corton ends the fight. So Corton, after taking the rather serious wound from the, uh, the stop sign, uh, staggers back a bit. And holds up his arms as if in defeat, and then just drops them. And says, good night. We did it. Woo! All right, so Dr. Smooth and Worry just collapse to the ground. Uh, There's actually three unconscious halflings, because you remember Regret is still here. 
We're going to have to figure out how to deal with them. But in the meantime, there is the Serper part to deal with. And I think Bramwell, I think you find the killing toy in the gutters of the bowling alley. It has five Ooh. bullets left in it. I don't know if you know how to <gasps> work this thing. Oh, yeah. Before I go deal with the Serpapard, maybe, uh, I don't know if you agree, Conrad, we should, I don't know, like, ruffle rifle through. Oh, yes. The, we should. The sleeping yes, halfling's pockets for the killing toys. we should completely take all of the possessions from them. <laughs> uh, so I want tie them up. Toys. What do we roll to find those? And, 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 yeah, and, and start having a real serious conversation about whether or not we dig the crystals out of their bodies. Mm. Yeah, so this is all very good stuff. I will say that um, gun and grenade I have prepared. Uh, I was thinking of a third kind of pre-apocalyptic military Tiny flamethrower. Huh? Tiny flamethrower. Well, you say that. Um, flamethrower has already been established. Frida built that in one of the intros, and then she brought it here. So if I think if you find Frida Wolfram's flamethrower, that is 100% already a storyline we have been working on. I want it. Okay. I'm taking it. I'm putting it in my inventory. It's made out of perfume bottles from the mall. Oh, fuck yeah, it is. Uh, so it smells really good. So oh, that's, that's the last killing toy you find on uh, these halflings. Uh, the gun that Bramble found, found has etched into its handle the word authorization. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> it is a plus 10. Hell yeah. Ranged weapon, which, uh, if you know anything about 5th edition D&D, items only go up to plus three. I was going to say, so that's for attack and damage. Yep, and but it only has five shots. After that, there are no more bullets in the country. We can make some, right? No. Okay. There are no more bullets in the country. So, okay. so this is this is this is the item in the RPG that you save for the final boss fight, and definitely don't use ever before that. <laughs> it's like if you've ever seen that edit of that Harry Potter scene with uh, Voldemort and Harry Potter, where he pulls out a gun and just shoots him in the head. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's what you find with the rifling through of stuff. Um, but yeah, why don't you all role play the conversation, deciding whether to take these crystals out, what to do with these still alive people. The Taming the Serpapard. So which ones are still alive? So Regret, uh, Worry, and Covetousness. Covetousness, a.k.a. Dr. Smooth. Dr. Smooth. A halfling okay. in a giant milkshake costume. Uh, so Bramwell will take responsibility for Regret and say, Ah, oh, back again, are you? Well, try cutting you up into smaller pieces. Are we waiting to, till they're conscious to have this conversation? Yeah. <laughs> I think Bramble was just in his mind. He's like, I guess I have to cut you into smaller pieces because decapitation didn't work on you. I feel like, I feel like we should take off uh, the crystals, but it's like a quality of life thing, I guess. You, okay, so Lola, it sounds like you want to roll medicine. I love survivors to roll for medicine. Okay, great. I'm trying for you. I love it. Thank you. Eight, 18? Uh, so I'm looking for 20. Fuck. Is there, is there any way we can get that to 20? Uh, I can give you Bardic Inspiration. Three. That's 21. I made it. All right. Yay. So I assume you start with worry, Lola, because uh, you're feeling very bad about riddling their body with quills as they lay on the ground crying. Describe yeah. to me this neurosurgery you attempt. Um... 
So I feel like what gives me the edge to not fail um, is my beautiful son, Sloth Green. Nope, Sloth Green is with uh, Dwayne. Oh, shit, that's right, that's right, that's right. Well, it's his spirit, his sp- he's a damn spirit. <laughs> uh-huh, he's watching over you even so though he's still maybe alive. I, I, I have, like, a little, like, sloth made out of, like, straw that I've, like, tied together or something? I don't know. I'll draw a, snoth- a sloth on a piece of paper and I put it on him. <laughs> Two of you were thinking about each other. It's like, I don't have any uh, anesthesia, but good vibes. And I just I try to do my best to cut it out as safely as possible using probably, I mean, I think the spines of Stuart would work because they're, they're thin and pointy. My favorite part about these surgical instruments is that they're covered in salt, which is famously great for open wounds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Vindros, you're the doctor. I think you come upon this scene. Do you want to fucking help, dog? I mean, she rolled 20, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I have a better medicine than Lola does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nobody else rolled. <laughs> So I'm I'm not shaming Lola for taking the initiative on something she's not no she's not good at but I'm I think it's a great character decision a because she feels bad about what she just did to this person and b there was all this conversation about like should we chop these people up like we can't trust them they're bad and Lola just starts trying to help which is very like wholesome in in terms of flavor I don't know if this is how it actually works I say that a lot on this show <laughs> can I can I reshape the spiritual weapon into something that would be like a, a scalpel a, a proper sanitary medical tool but made out of ghost magic medicine. Yeah, so you're like you walk up to Lola who's like trying to dig the crystals out of this person's brain with a giant porcupine yeah. quill. Maybe we use my magic scalpel. Okay. But we can like make Dr. Smooth miserable, right? <laughs> sure, you can do whatever you want. Uh he the I'm still mad Dr. Smooth for stealing my bow, but he stole your possessions, therefore we can we can be horrible to him. Yeah, I Jesus. just say the, the crystals in everybody's bodies have been weirding me out, you know, like this whole time. That's shitty. I don't like it. Get him out of there. Yeah. Dr. Smooth's still in their costume. We've never actually seen this halfling. I think, do you take the costume off or do we all respect Dr. Smooth's choices? <laughs> I kind of wish that, like, the zipper was, like, fused shut. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll never be able to see. And like the surgery to remove the crystals is like you just put some like forceps down the straw of the costume and just pull the crystals out. <laughs> and something comes out, yeah. And we just never see inside. Corton's gonna gonna take care of regret uh and take care of that issue. And then we'll figure out how to deal with Dr. Smooth. Yeah. Uh Lola, do you wanna roll animal handling to tame the serpapard? Oh baby, you know that I do. Eight. No, it's not going to do it. I think this animal is holds a grudge against you killing Hope. I didn't do it. Uh-huh. Can I help appease the situation by adding my animal handling and acting as though the spirit of Hope moves through me? <laughs> the spirit of Hope, you say, like uh, hiding his severed head behind your moose? Yeah. Uh, you can try. I can't stop you from rolling. Uh, seven. So I tried, you know. No, I, the serpapard slinks off onto the salt flats. It rejects your friendship, unfortunately. Whole whole sessions are, are washed tonight. We didn't get the serpapard. Let's 
delete the episode, try again yeah. next time. It's fine. Re- reload to save. There are other, there are other super <laughs> if, if I delete my audio now, that's like forcing Austin to reload the save, right? Uh, I'm not going to answer that because I don't want to encourage this behavior. <laughs> what, was, what was the... Uh, what, I have to hold left right and then the lr buttons and then like select and that resets it because the character died in fire emblem and i have to start the whole map over it reminds me like in old pokemon games there's some arcane way to delete your file because there wasn't an option from the menu you mean in every pokemon game that still exists today no now you can go into like the switch settings and delete it from the system menu Oh, because, uh, I mean, that may be the newest one, but even back as far as X and Y and, and Sun and Moon, you still had to, like, hold left, right, down, selected B for five seconds, and then it sends you to a menu. Yeah. Absolute Nintendo nonsense. Anyway, uh, let's resolve this uh, halfling situation. Well, didn't um, the one we met on the ship, didn't she uh, want to see one of them? Yep. Effort asked you to bring back her friend Worry. Hey, see, we did it. Yeah, let's bring back Worry, and then I can give him a real sauce. We'll bring back Worry once they're well, in the Well, we can bring them all back. I mean, we could talk to yeah, them. Yeah, we can bring them all back. Yeah. I mean, I would just make sure the other ones are maybe, like... Secured um, somewhere in the hole? Handcuffs or something, yeah. Okay, so, to, to be clear, you want to take these three surviving halflings back to the Thriller Bark and, like, handcuff them to the railings in the hold. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dwayne will be in charge. Dwayne's not even close to here. <laughs> He'll be there. Oh, no. He's in my heart always. Dwayne always appears when we need him. <laughs> the NPCs are spreading the good word of the path of the joining. No, Dwayne knows. <laughs> okay. But we've resolved the halfling situation. You got your equipment back. And in fact, you got two new items. Uh, the, the authorization, which is a very powerful handgun with only five bullets. And then flamethrower. Who's going to have the flamethrower? I'll talk to you about what that does off screen. It's going to be like basically... Um, one of the fire spells from the spell book. It's in my inventory. But I have a lot of animals, so... I don't know. So clear. Yes! Yes! Uh, you're gonna run from the skyscraper you slammed into, into an arcade, which your father previously used on his journey down to the center of the world. Uh, but you have to run through this haboob. Yeah. Uh... Do you have a spell, or do you want to roll? So here's the thing. I got back a third level spell slot, so I could blink and run straight across. But I want to save that spell slot, so I'm, I'm going to run for it. Yeah, because you're using your metatextual knowledge of what's going on to know there are a couple no, more I, floors. I just, I just think Clear is of the mindset of like, I took that sandstorm once. I could take that shit again. All right. Ain't got yeah. nothing on me. Constitution saving throw to to basically just endure the buffeting sand. Jimmy Buffett. Jesus. 19. Oh, yeah. There you go. So you're going to take half? Yeah. Oh, damn. Is that 10 or 11? Oh, no. Sorry. I rolled the wrong dice. Jesus oh. Christ. I, <laughs> I was, was like, that can't be possible. <laughs> I was like, oof, man, that would have been a little nasty if I had taken it. Yeah, okay, so only four. For the audience, for, we rolled. I rolled 21, <laughs> which is absolutely unacceptable for what just happened. Nine, half is four. Okay, I could do this. Yep, so the, the sand stings against your skin. You definitely get some abrasions. It's going to be mm-hmm. a little tender, but it doesn't draw any real blood as you run yeah. through the door of this arcade. Uh, your sister close behind. Uh, you see that this the, the door frame has pink crystals all around it. Uh, and there's a door in the middle of the room covered in pink crystal 
Uh, there's no doubt your father has been here before, although okay. you have you believe probably decades, if not centuries, before you. All right, I want to specifically. I don't want to touch any of the salt. I want to. I want to like avoid it as much as humanly possible. Definitely, because he can sense through the salt, can't he? Yeah, he can. Yeah. Now, can he see through the salt? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So touching the if touching the salt means the God King knows something's up. He said, yeah. looking to the halfling storyline and smiling. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not touch the. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm gonna avoid touching those crystals. Yep. Uh, so in the middle of this, you don't really know what an arcade is, but there's this room full of uh, old dead machines. It looks like uh, there's a bar where like drinks were served, and there there's you know posters on the walls which depict like action scenes of people doing cool quest stuff. It probably reminds you of some of the books you grew up reading about adventure. It's yeah. like you know but slash quest. But those are boring to me now. I lost my love of books. So I'm just like, what? What are these fucking nerd posters? Oh, that's Loki. So sad is that there's this fucking arcade that a ten year old would flip shit for. But now you're just like, she is, I don't care. I'm jaded. She's, she's like, I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, so in the center of this arcade, in the floor, there's a giant hole. Uh, with the the circumference of which is crusted with pink crystals. It's like, uh, he he fired a. A, a laser straight down and bored into the the earth, you know, like a mining laser, but with pink crystal. I was gonna say, do I have a context for what a laser is? No, I guess drilling, you know. Okay. Yeah, it's like imagine if there was a giant drill bit made out of pink crystal, and you just just bored through the ground. Okay. Is Amy coming along? Yeah, she's right behind you. She's looking okay. around. She's more excited about this. She hasn't given up her love of yeah. adventure and excitement. Must be nice. Yeah, it is pretty nice. Not to be slowly indoctrinated being a child soldier. She pats you on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. All right. Do you want to jump or do you have a safer way down? Can I cast Ray of Frost and I make like a little bit of an, like an ice slide to go down? I mean, you know I'm into that X-Men shit. <laughs> yeah. I want to I like make like an ice slide to go down. Sure. Uh, I'm trying to think of a role here. It's a low DC because you're a master of ice, obviously, but it's like uh-huh. you could always slip off. Do you think athletics or? Um, you know, I would say like maybe like Arcana to my mastery of control. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it can just be straight up your spellcasting modifier, which is charisma. Okay. I'm just looking for a 10. Uh, 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to so- do cartwheels down. <laughs> okay. No, that would waste too much time. No cartwheels, no enjoyment. Uh, so yeah, you do like a spiral ice slide in front of you, like Iceman from X Men, perfectly executed. Mm-hmm. And Amy can Amy like kind of like lowers herself down onto it and like holds it, like you know you know those um like ropes people put across chasms, and like you you can like walk across it if you're really good, but yeah. you can also hang upside down like a sloth. Yep. And she's like, she's like shimmying down it that way while you slide on your feet like a fucking snowboarder. And she's just like holding on, hanging upside down and slowly inching your way behind you because she does not have ice mastery. Yeah. So in my mind, as clear goes down, the theme from SSX Tricky is playing. It's tricky. Yeah. Tricky, tricky. And then when it cuts to Amy, just the baby elephant walk is playing. (laughs) Yeah, I know I know Baby Elephant Walk from Stephen King's Cell, his zombie book, 
where that plays a prominent role for some reason. And I only know the term Cell from the new character in Mashal, whose name is Cell War. I don't uh, believe that you've never heard the word Cell, and I don't know why you would say that. <laughs> no, I only know it from that, and from the Dragon Ball villain of the same name. I don't believe there's a, re- a connection between the two. All right. Uh, so, uh, basically, clear Cell, sh- the villain who can't be killed unless every single Cell is destroyed. Which is weird, because there's only one, but, you know, whatever. With the 21, there's no chance. I was worried if you jumped that you might, like, sl- hit the side like Darth Maul. Um, and mm. get impaled on some pink crystal and, and get robot have... legs and show up at the end of, uh, <laughs> I don't, Solo. I don't acknowledge, I don't acknowledge that as canon. <laughs> Darth Maul died in Phantom Menace. Anything that doesn't agree with that is bad. Uh, <laughs> but you do not have any run into the pink crystal and you are lowered down through the darkness to the next level. I remember when my brother was like, oh yeah, there's a sweet scene in, I don't know, like rebels or something like that. Or clone wars where he's like, yeah, Darth Maul's a giant spider. <laughs> fights against i don't know obi-wan kenobi or something i was like that sounds like the dumbest thing i've ever heard i used to love star wars and now with everything i hear about it or see about it it just makes me so sad i like the last jedi oh, fuck it we can't do this who cares who gives a shit <laughs> um you lower yourself down to the next level clear uh which mm-hmm. at first just seems like a dark r- endless room uh there doesn't seem to be anything here at first but as you lower yourself down um you eventually see something down below you there is a floor to this this room. It is cold, hard metal. Mm. <gasps> I could gather up as much of this metal as possible, and we'd have it for up at top. So it's funny you say that, because every time this season someone finds metal and goes, Austin, I thought you said metal was rare. In my back pocket this whole time was, well, there's a lot of metal. It's just on other layers, but the players didn't, and the audience didn't know about the layers, so I couldn't say anything. There is metal in this world, and it's just if you happen to be on a layer near some other metal, like, for example, the iron mine uh, that you liberated earlier in the season happens to be positioned over a layer with a lot of metal. Uh, and this is another one. Um, it, the ground is made out of metal. It's not like... Like the chrome planet in SpongeBob. Well, like that the plant SpongeBob episode, like the planet Fairmont in Markov. But yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, the ground here is like natural and in, in a way that's like it's pitted, and there are like you know signs of wear, uh, solar winds, and so forth. Like this is not just pure forged metal, mm-hmm. but the ground is is made from heavy elements, um, and it seems impenetrable to your uh, like knowledge. And Amy. Eventually, shimmies down behind you onto the floor. She looks like up and all around, and she's like, "Claire, are we in a endless black void, and the ground is made of impenetrable metal, or is it just me?" I mean, I probably, but there'll be more important questions. How to go down from here? Well, I also have another question. What the hell are those? And she points off into the distance where there are tiny pinpricks of twinkling light. I don't know eyes so clear you've never seen a star before i haven't nope well that's so sad um yeah why haven't we seen a star before (gasps) oh because we can't see because there's a layer above us i love you chris So, yeah, I mean, never during this adventure did anybody say, like, Austin, what's the moon situation like? Because that would be a fucking psychotic thing to say in the middle of a D&D campaign. But if for some reason you did ask that, I would say your character has never 
thought about the moon. They've never seen the moon. They don't know what a moon is. <gasps> oh, wow. Everything's crazy now. Everything's crazy now. I know. Can I get a really big rope and swing it at the sky <laughs> and climb into the next season? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's funny, I've literally already referred to the next season on a character. Anyway, the audience can can search through the fucking 40 hours. The clues of- have always been there. Yeah. You have to listen to a couple episodes at two and a half times speed. Mm-hmm. But then when the moment starts, you have to reverse it and listen to it at 0.5 speed. Uh, yep. So Amy and Claire are on this, what appears to be a, metal, a layer made of just hard, heavy metal. Just like steel heavy metal and above you is like the blackness of space and twinkling stars things which you have no context for and which don't really have much meaning to anyone in this world anymore because in my mind i'm almost thinking like oh would she find it wondrous but i think a lot of that part of her has been removed so i think she almost does probably just see it as like maybe it's eyes because she just has to think about enemies at this point damn that sucks dude yeah being a kid blows. I like Amy kneels down and tries to use fire magic to like melt through the metal and it's just not doing it. It's like even even if she could generate the temperature required, it would, you know, it would only be able to melt through a couple of inches and she would be out of magic by the time that happened. It's like and it's just never gonna happen. We gotta find a way down then. Let's f- see if there's any pink crystals anywhere. Oh yeah. So you wanna roll uh survival? Uh, 13. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I would say you, uh... Yeah, that's pretty good! Yeah, I'm just gonna (laughs) keep raising it. That's pretty good roll when you think about it. You scan the landscape for what seems like, you know, uh, scuff marks or whatever, because, you know, however long this place has existed, there have been people who've walked on the surface, and uh, there are marks here and there, and you look for, like, what seems like the most traveled area, and you begin following it, and I think eventually you see patches of pink crystal here or there, where it looks like long ago your father tried to penetrate the the steel floor, and um, with a thirteen, you don't immediately find where he was successful, but you're you're making your way there. When um, I think Amy says, uh, "Claire, do you think maybe at some point you should sleep?" Why we haven't found what we're looking for yet? Yeah, but you are still a biological organism. Father has to eat and sleep. I'll do that after he's dead. Claire, I'm worried about you, and I know you're not worried about yourself. Worried about me? Yes. Do you have any idea? It's fine. What's fine? What's the matter? I'm doing what no one else wants to. Digging many holes? Killing the God King. What do you mean no one else wants to? That's been my explicit plan the entire time. Then why aren't you becoming a conduit? Because I'm not sure that anyone knows how it works. I don't believe the Duke knows. I think he's wrong. Because you're scared of what you might lose? I'm not scared of anything. Well, it certainly doesn't feel like anyone else has the bravery to try it. Oh, so you're, you're braver than me. You're not scared of anything, huh? Doesn't really happen anymore. I don't really feel it. As you say that, there's whispering near your... You hear it, like, way closer than it was last time. Like, this thing is getting closer. And it's whispering, Killer! Murderer! 
Uh, Clear is just gonna very loudly sigh and say, We're not sleeping here. Let's go. Uh, so then the party, uh, well, to, to basically to end this, where do you all go next? Uh, well, I guess uh, we head towards the spire, right? <laughs> do do I still feel like I have have protection from when I injected myself earlier, or should I go bully some uh, some people into giving me another, give me a top up dose? So you don't really know. Um, and also, I want to say the the methods are not interested in giving you more because a that would just as a just from a writing perspective, having no consequences would not be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so I also think there's just some ambiguity here. But if you say we go, you go to the shard, I can narrate a little and we can get into it. I, I I think I think we go to the shard. I think I think Vindros will take the the chance that it's still working fine. All right. So the party saves the remaining halflings with crystal surgery. Ties them up so that they're safe, but, um, you know, not cruelly, because especially uh, worry is, you know, you're taking care of them for someone. And then you wade into Crater Bay. The the water here is relatively shallow. It only goes up to, like, your waist, and you've been trudging towards this giant shard. It is very, very tall. It is, uh, you know, not as tall as, now that you're close to it, it's, like, not actually as tall as, like, the hotel, but it, it does tower over you several stories high. Um, it's relatively narrow, like you all could walk into it shoulder to shoulder to shoulder, but that's like about it. It's more, it's kind of like a big doorway. Uh, it's shining a brilliant white light. It does not hurt to look at. It is not warm. As you trudge towards it, you all start feeling very good, uh, powerful, strong. You've all been healed with healing magic. It feels like that. I'm taking my serum, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pop that guy. That was my next question. So everyone pop serum except for Vendros. Uh, so question. Answer. Can I <laughs> pop half my serum and give the other half to Vendros? Aww. It's it's okay. I think I think Vendros would turn it down. I think she thinks she's fine. <laughs> Does doesn't want to run the risk of of fucking us both over. Are my animals okay? Uh, I think you leave the an- animals on the thriller bark to guard the halflings. I'm just gonna tell you, it's like it's not gonna be like a dungeon in here. It's fine. Okay, Stewart's in charge because he's the biggest. Yeah, I think Bramwell offering the serum is very interesting. I like Vindros saying no, it's okay because you don't even know if half a dose would work and it might be I, bad for yeah. two. That's that's very much where Vindros is at. It's like, hey, look, if less than a dose is a problem then that's bad for you, and potentially we might have a situation if you've had half a dose, I've had a dose and a half unnecessarily. That's fair. So everyone but Vindros gets healed to full as this blood enters your veins, and you all feel very strong and good and powerful. It's very similar to the energy coming off the shard. In fact, I would say they're kind of an identical feeling. Um, This is just uh, in your blood as opposed to radiating towards you. Um, and as you're trudging through this water towards the shard, you begin to see things in the water around you, um, like pieces of seaweed, which are like really thick and like uh, overgrown. It's like uh, if the seaweed was on steroids, essentially. Uh, there's also like these weird um, kind of like cells. Like you've, if you've ever played Spore, you know that very beginning of the game where you're like very zoomed in and you see all these like things under the microscope kind of like, but what if they were like the size of a basketball? There's like full on cells floating in this water. Um, 
It's, it's, it begins to get very strange. I don't know if you want to roll something or just keep going. What do we roll to see the mitochondria? Nature. Okay. What do I roll to find the midichlorians? Religion. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What are we rolling? Nature. That's right. Eighteen. Ooh. Seven. Eleven. Okay, so I'm looking for two fifteens. I got an eighteen. Can we get that eleven to a fifteen? Yes, I can add on a psionic die to that, to one of those fails. Um, who's closest to being a success? Uh, Lauren. Yeah. Uh, that's a 16 now you've got, Lauren? Yep. So now we got a 16 and an 18. Yay! Uh, so I think Corton and Lola put their heads together. Lola, you know a lot about nature. And Corton, you saw the ledger in the hotel. If you'll recall, this place was fucking popping when it first opened. Everyone was coming here. It was the hot spot of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you're starting to put together that this water has healing properties, which is a great tourist attraction. Come here. All your aches and pains will go away. All your conditions will be healed. It's great fun. Uh, and then people stop coming slowly at first and then catastrophically, uh, which you start to put together with an 18. Uh, there's some kind of side effects to submerging yourself in healing water. <laughs> Mm. Mm. Some that could only be, say, counteracted by already having been inoculated with positive energy, which you all have now flowing in your blood, except for Vindros. Uh-oh. Oh, do I not? Uh, Vindros, this has begun to wear off on you. So I think as you're trudging through the water, uh, everyone else can see on your, your carapace, on your outer shell, uh, what were microscopic bacteria have begun growing very large and like your shell has begun molting. Uh-oh. It, the, the body of a person is not meant to have this much healing. You get this much healing, you get rapid growth. You get too much growth and I believe the method said, pop goes the weasel was their phrasing. Uh-oh. Yeah, should I leave this one to you guys? You can watch the halflings. Yep. I'll, I'll, I'll go wait outside. I'll see you all in a minute. Um, yep. So, Vindros, I think you correctly realize that while the water is healing, too much exposure will eventually be fatal. Um, and you stay behind as the rest of the party trudges towards the giant shard, which through process of elimination, uh, you come to understand is a piece of the positive energy plane. Huh. Well, that's fun. Yep, there's the obviously the fire elemental plane where fire comes from, the water elemental plane where water comes from, the negative energy plane where necromantic magic comes from, and the positive energy plane where healing magic comes from. And this is uh, positive, however, is not synonymous with good. Yeah. Uh, just as you can raise an army uh, using necromantic energies to raise an army of skeletons to do charity work, <laughs> using negative to do good. Uh, too much positive is lethal to a cell, just like too much cell growth is cancer. So while you're doing all this, just to set the backdrop for what Vindros is doing, imagine like the uh, the Benny Hill running around uh, to the Benny Hill theme <laughs> tune. Yeah, but it's it's Vindros running through the hotel trying to get the axe baloney back and failing just to that. <laughs> I do like that as the what you're doing this That's whole time. That's all you're missing. Um, but yeah, so Vindros, you have to get out of the water because what would happen if you had come here without serum is basically first the microorganisms on your skin, like mites and so forth, begin growing to dangerous proportions. Uh, and then just your internal 
you know, body starts popping as your cells grow too large from too much healing. Too much healing energy is dangerous. Vindros is out. Bye. And so that's what I was getting at before about the mephits. They're all the mephits are part positive energy. They're part pos- positive elementals, which is why they can survive uh, uh, prolonged contact with this shard. Okay. Which leads you to believe Denise is also part positive. Um, and as you enter the blinding white light of the shard and you enter Denise's scientific facility she has built in here, you just hear a booming voice say, Ah, more test subjects. No. No.